Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Entertaining episode. <laughs> Welcome to what will hopefully be episode 40 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. I am, as always, Devin Turak. I'm here with Dwayne, friend of the show, frequent contributor. Dwayne, why are we here? Well, basically, uh, I follow Space Channel on Twitter, and they put out a contest for, it was about half a dozen different cities across Canada, including Ottawa. If you retweeted their contest tweet, you would have a chance of getting two free passes to go see an early showing of Ant-Man, the newest Marvel film, in that particular city. And so here we are sitting at Silver City on uh, Wednesday the 15th 15th of July, two days before Ant-Man actually comes out, and uh, we're about to watch the movie in about uh, 40 minutes. So let's talk about um, our hopes for the show, our expectations, what what do you think you're going to see? Well, everything I've been hearing about it is that this is Marvel's Ocean Eleven. This is the heist film. So right, because it's um, Ant-Man himself, or the guy who plays Ant-Man, is a thief, and so they're they're using his thieving thieving abilities. Exactly. So, um, what's obvious from the trailers and everything, I'm sure, not spoilers for anyone, is the gist is is that uh, the Ant-Man technology has been locked away for years. Uh, the villain of the piece, Darren Cross, has either managed to duplicate it or steal it. And Hank Pym recruits a thief named Scott Lang to get his technology back. Right, so when the when the movie was first announced, there was a, a bit of an upcry, or outcry that Hank Pym wasn't going to be the main character in the, in the movie and they were actually going to do the St- Scott Lang story instead. Um, it looks like they did that for a reason. Um, to mainly tie it into the current timeline of the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe where uh, certain things that have happened in the past would have included Ant-Man's involvement, the original Ant-Man's involvement, I guess, and that um, uh, what they're doing here is kind of passing on the mantle to the next generation. Yeah, um, the one thing where the Marvel Cinematic Universe really differs from the comic books Mm -hmm. is the timeline. Right. There's not nearly as much history in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, although they're expanding on it. Like, right now, in the MCU, all we know about is, well, Captain America was in World War II and sacrificed himself. And we know that after all that happened, Peggy Carter along with uh, Tony Stark's father, Howard, mm-hmm. were instrumental in creating S.H.I.E.L.D. But other than that, there's like a 60-year period of history, basically. Well, maybe a little less if you think that uh, Iron Man actually happened in 2008. So, but still, roughly 60 yeah, so anyways... Uh, Sorry, we just took a break because there was some chatter going on behind us. We're in the movie theater, so I'm not quite sure how this, how well this is going to turn out. I, uh, I put the uh, the zoom on the mic, so hopefully it'll just pick up our chatter and not the ambient noise around us. So we'll see how it turns out in post. <laughs> yeah, so just getting back to the point I was trying to make before we were interrupted, uh, there's a lot of 
time where they can set things mm -hmm. in the MCU. Um, I find it like uh, Hank Pym, of course, is a character with a long history of Marvel Comics. Uh, he was actually a founding member of the Avengers mm -hmm. in the comic books. He was the one who created Ultron in the comic books, whereas in this universe it was uh, Tony Stark. But anyway, it's, so it's interesting that they decided to bring in Hank Pym mm -hmm. as kind of an elder statesman role, having done superheroic stuff that nobody ever really heard about. Right. But when you consider that it's Ant-Man, why would anyone have heard about it? Right, because he's tiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, 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 the whole concept lends itself to stealth tactics so very well. So that's interesting. Um, I'm really hoping that they'll touch on uh, what happened in Jad and Van Dyne, the Wasp, Kim's wife, and uh, the mother of Hope Van Dyne, who is a major character in this film. Right. So, you know, uh, other than that, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm a big fan of heist movies, to be honest. Uh, so, if it's a fairly cleverly done heist combined with some pretty neat uh, size-changing action scenes, I'll be happy. Yeah, um, going back to Hank Pym and the controversial character that he is, the stuff that happens with his wife, um, I'm wondering if maybe that's one of the things that led them to move away from the Hank Pym storyline and move on to Scott Lang uh, taking over. That's one of the things I've found really frustrating about the character of uh, Hank Pym over the years in the comics, because basically, for those who don't know, uh, there was a storyline in the 70s in Avengers where Pym basically had a mental breakdown, uh, adopted the persona of Yellow Jacket, which interestingly enough is the villain of this film, and during that breakdown completely snapped and hit his wife. And a large number of comic creators have attempted to rehabilitate the character from that action, and another large number of comic creators have decided basically that no, this is something that you can't really forgive a character for and have gone back to that well over and over and over again. So there have been several storylines dealing with him coming to grips with what he did and making amends and all that stuff that I've really enjoyed over the years, only to have another writer come along and basically portray the character as scum because he snapped and hit his wife in a storyline 40 years ago. Right. So... Anyway, so it's, in a, it's, it's a possibility that that's why they didn't want to deal with Pym himself. I don't know. Um, if, you just, if your take was for a heist movie, Scott Lang is definitely the better choice because Lang, even in the comic books, his background is as a thief. He became Ant-Man because he stole the suit in order to pull off a job to save his daughter who needed an operation. Yes, they actually, they actually went with the my sick daughter needs an operation trope <laughs> in the comics. But uh, Pim spotted him. Pim was currently using, was then using the yellow jacket suit. Okay. And Pim followed him because he was curious to see why he wanted it. And so he saw what happened, saw that basically Lang was a decent sort at heart and gave him the opportunity and goes, no, you keep it. Right. Let's see what you can do with it. 
<laughs> and since then, all kinds of things have happened with that character in the comics, including joining the Avengers, right. dying for a while. Of course. You're not really a Marvel character unless you've died for a while and right. come back. Uh, Hell, even the greats have done it. Captain America's done it. Yeah, and I mean, in the comic books right now, uh, Steve Rogers is an old man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, his uh, buddy Falcon who's currently using the shield and calling himself Captain America with Steve's blessing. So, uh, yeah, so any, anything can happen. Uh, Marvel has been specializing in changing up who's actually behind the mask of their major icons lately. And it'll be interesting to see where they go forward from, from there. Uh, the current Avengers lineup is an interesting move in the movies. Right. Uh, at the end of the last Avengers movie, they basically showed the new Avengers, or the new, uh, the next generation of the Avengers, including Vision, including um, uh, Scarlet Witch, a couple other characters. Falcon, right, Falcon. War Machine, oh, yeah, of course, Scarlet War Witch, uh, Falcon, sorry, Falcon, War Machine, Scarlet Witch, Vision, mm-hmm. uh, Black Widow, right. and Cap. Right, they're basically training the next generation. Yep. So, uh, it's reminiscent in some ways uh, back when they created the Avengers in the 60s, they did a major lineup shuffle and they ended up calling it Cap's Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Cap, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver. Okay. Now, of course, in the MCU, I'm assuming everyone's dead. Yeah, I'm assuming everyone saw Age of Ultron by now. Quicksilver's dead. But uh, during that movie, you had Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver all acting as Avengers temporarily, along with Captain America. So with this new lineup, they basically substituted one highly skilled spy for another, Black Widow for Hawkeye, you sculpted out Scarlet Witch, and you had the Vision, who came along a little bit later, but in the comics, Vision was an Avenger for a very long time, and actually, yes, still is today in one of the current Avengers teams. So, lots of stuff going on. So, another thing that uh, Ant-Man is known for in the in the comics, at the very least, is being uh, Giant Man. So, it's the other, the opposite end of his um, of his shrinking serum, or not serum, but uh, using the particles to shrink his body. Wearing the suit, he could also then grow himself to giant sizes. Uh, any chance we're going to see that in this movie? I've seen a little thing that suggests that the growing thing will be, at the very least, hinted at. Um, I don't know if Scott Lang himself is going to grow, Okay. but from what I've seen, I believe something else will. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if that happens. And maybe it's one of those things they put at the end of the movie after you wait through all the entire, all the credits, and then they have that little teaser right at the very end. Maybe we'll see it there. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, I do know that one of my favorite eras for the Hank Pym character was in, was in the 80s. Uh, he was with the West Coast Avengers, and he was unable to change size because 
at the time, he had done it too often and his body was a bit of a wreck. Okay. But what he was doing was he was shrinking down equipment. So he basically wore one of the classic 80s, 90s suits with all the pouches and everything. Okay. Except that his actually had a purpose. And it was all full of different gear oh, nice. that he could grab and with a little bit of concentration yeah. because he'd used the particles so many times he actually created them himself. Okay. He could just like reach in, pull out like this tiny little rifle right. and turn like it into it. like a classic <laughs> 90s mega blaster that he could then shoot things with. That sort of thing. So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm hoping they'll explore the, the trailers have done a lot of good stuff with the applications of shrinking. Right. Especially like uh, the explanation by the Hope character going basically that when you're small, you essentially have superhuman strength because you've got your same strength over a very tiny area. Right. So uh, one of the only things I remember for high school physics is the whole basically that force, that uh, pressure is force over area. Right. So you take a large force and you put it over like half a centimeter. Right. Things are basically going to shatter. Right. It's a lot of kinetic energy behind that. Yeah. So essentially, Ant-Man can be a bullet. That, that's the way they put it in the trailers. And so we'll see what they do with that. But uh, I know I wouldn't want to get hit with a full force punch <laughs> from something that small. Right. Um, I would anticipate broken bones at the very least. Okay, so we have about another 20 minutes before the movie starts, but uh, we're probably going to just uh, take a break now, and then we'll come after the movie and we'll talk about what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like. We'll try not to give away too many spoilers, but uh, this may be a spoiler-ridden uh, episode. Yeah, so, and also doing an after show gives us a second chance because if this is unusable because of all the ambient noise, we should be able to find someplace a little bit quieter, even if it's only one of our cars. <laughs> All right, so signing off till we actually see the film. Right, back in, back in a minute. We are back. Um, we just finished watching what might be the best movie that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get me wrong. I loved Age of Ultron. Yep, it was good. I really did. But man, as far as the fun factor, yeah. Age of Ultron has nothing on Ant Man. Uh, Age of Ultron really isn't a fun movie. It's like a cool action flick with like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's one of those um, world-ending catastrophe movies where there's all the, all sorts of uh, pressure put on the heroes to try to save the world. This is not like that at all. This is purely a fun... There's a lot of action in it, but the action is almost secondary to the comedy. Like, it's such a fun movie. Yeah. I cannot rave more... In, uh, I cannot rave enough about this movie. It's so yeah. good. So anyways, like we were saying... This is 
what we're hoping to be the second part of episode 40. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to wait and see until Dev actually gets a chance to get this home and listen to the first part to yeah, see if it's usable. That's a good point. Maybe I'll just start uh, from the beginning as if we hadn't recorded uh, the first 15, 20 minutes in the theater while waiting for the movie to start. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully welcome to episode 40 of the Out of the, pa- Out of the Basement podcast. I am, as always, Devin Turak. I'm here with Dwayne, a friend of the show, frequent contributor. Yeah. And, and not to mention, provider of the tickets. Yes, <laughs> Most importantly, somehow this guy gets into all the good movies. This is uh, the second movie now that we've seen for free because of uh, some contest you've entered. Yeah, yeah, got lucky and uh, <laughs> really glad. The neat thing is, is that if we push a little and get it right, we mm-hmm. could actually publish this episode on Friday yeah, for sure. when the actual movie is released and they expect all sorts of reviews to be out there anyway. Ooh, that's a good point. So Maybe yeah. I'll put in we, some hashtags and get some buzz going. Yeah, we could actually have an Ant-Man review mm-hmm. right on Friday. And let me just say to anyone listening to this, see the movie. Yeah, absolutely. See it in theaters and see it in 3D because the 3D actually does add quite a bit to the uh, atmosphere of the movie. That's a really good point. Yeah. Actually, that's it's probably the best use of 3D in a Marvel movie that I have ever seen. Right. So so the 3D isn't, you know, over the top in your face just to show you that yes we have 3D available and it's not in just one section of the movie where you do like a zoom fly by something. It's incorporated into the everything about this movie. So anytime he shrinks, every time he grows, 3D is somehow incorporated into it. So seeing it in 3D in the theaters, I think will benefit you greatly. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I mean, I really want to have this on home video. Yeah, I, I, will, I will get this eventually. I'll probably buy a Blu-ray and 3D combo pack just for some age far off in the future when I have a 3D TV. Right, just in case? Be- well, because I, I do think that a bit of the experience will be missing right. if you don't have 3D at home. Almost. I agree. So, uh, but no, no, phenomenal film. So much fun. Uh, Paul Rudd. Let's just talk about Paul <laughs> Rudd for okay. just a minute. I've been a Paul Rudd fan for a very long time, and up until this movie... My favorite Paul Rudd movie of all time was, um, uh, oh, not Grown Ups, uh, Role Models. Okay. Where, where he and the guy who plays Stifler are like these just kind of wastes of humanity where they're, they're, they're not really bad people. They just kind of drift through life doing dead-end jobs, just getting away with stuff. And then they're forced to do community service. And then one of the community services, they become like big brothers to these geeky, awkward kids. And by the way, just at this moment, a lady dresses the wasp is walking <laughs> by us. And potentially the person sitting behind us who was talking about how she came to see she didn't care anything about Ant-Man. All she cared about was the possibility that there might be something. You know what? This is a spoiler. I'm not going to say anything. Never mind. Yep. Anyways, yeah. Well, we may go into spoilers, but we're going to save them for the... For the end. We'll right. talk about all the generalities we can. I actually, well, may, maybe we should just stay away from spoilers yeah. altogether simply because we had the privilege of seeing the movie before it's actually even released. This is like, true. This uh, is if, true. If, if we were waiting until like maybe Monday or Tuesday to release the episode, yeah. then potentially yeah. we would we, give some spoilers. We should do a follow-up when, say... Pat Gleason, yeah, and yeah, when everyone's had a chance to Paul, see it. And, and Paul, like yeah. when the other two normal co-hosts of yeah. the podcast get a chance to see this, because wow, they should see it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the kind of movie where I'm thinking the next time I see it, I, I might actually 
spring for the VIP treatment at Lansdowne. I'd like to go there. It's, uh, apparently, it's incredible. Yeah, my wife Jen went down there mm -hmm. um, to see uh, Pitch Perfect Two. Actually, she was invited out by okay. one of one of her uh, groups that she's with, right. and they were doing a group outing thing. Uh, she really enjoyed the movie. She really liked the theater. Apparently, it yeah. is a very nice experience. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but good things. There's the benefit, of course. Uh, the VIP ones are licensed, which yep. means there are no kids in the VIP ones. Right, and there's liquor available for those who like yeah. to partake. Yeah. Now, mind you, you are paying a premium for the privilege, but sure. you know that's that's the way life goes. Um, and also, one of the really cool things about it is it, like, it's way more expensive. It's about double the cost of a regular ticket. But if you have a scene card, it costs the exact same amount of scene points. It's still 1,000 points to see a movie yeah. there. Well, that's the way it's been for ages. Yeah. I learned that... Uh, a long time ago that uh, you get a thousand seed points yeah go see the IMAX 3D film absolutely it'll cost you a thousand seed points yep spend, spend your other uh, you know uh, the other thousand points that you've gathered by seeing ten other movies you spend the you know nine nine or sometimes even I have to go on uh, on welfare night as I like to call it on Tuesdays cheapo night where it's like six dollars to go see a movie so you go ten times on a Tuesday and you've got a thousand yep. points and then you go to the IMAX yep they've They've done an interesting thing. We're, we're digressing into how how Cineplex <laughs> does things now. Right. But uh, they've done an interesting thing with, and they they kind of shrank the loopholes a little bit. Okay. Um, if you're a scene member, you can get an even cheaper ticket on Tuesdays. Yep. yep. If you do that, though, you get no scene points. Incorrect. You still get your regular 100 scene points. You don't get the 120 you would have gotten if you bought paid regular price. Okay. On Tuesdays, they give you bonus scene points if you are if you pay the regular price. Okay, that's something different then, because the last time I looked at it, it was that if you paid regular, you got the 100 scene points. If you took the further cost reduction, because it was already cost reduced, right. you got nothing. But, uh, cool. Okay, I like that. I'm but, pretty sure that's what happened the last yeah. time I went on a Tuesday, which was probably four weeks ago, five weeks yeah. ago. It was recent. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to Ant-Man. Yeah, okay, back Paul to Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> He's so I good. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff recently because mm -hmm. uh, Rudd, as a lot of the listeners may know, is kind of a Judd Apatow regular. Right. Um, I've never really gotten into Apatow's movies. Yeah, they're hit or miss. And stuff. Um, but... Anyways, uh, I remember my first uh, experience with his acting job was he was the uh, love interest in Clueless. Yes, yes he way was. Way back in the day. Yes, he was, which was is a the great first, movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I give full credit to that movie because when I started watching it, I never thought I would actually care about the lead character <laughs> right. in the least. Right. And by the end of the movie, I really liked her and wanted to see her happy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's good cinema. That's good movie making. Right. She has an arc, and she actually grows as a, as a person. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So, anyways, you know, fun he didn't movie. have a lot to do there, but he definitely projected this is a likable guy. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. got that type of ordinary, likable guy yeah. charisma. He takes full advantage of that in this film, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, also, oh. you know, some great line deliveries. Uh, he, he gets a lot of the best lines in the film and does really, really well with them. And he really sells 
a guy who grows into a situation right. that he never expected to be in in right. his life. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the rest of the cast, also excellent. Michael Douglas. Yep. Michael Douglas as Dr. Hank Pym. Uh, we were talking before the film. I th- was thinking it was a very interesting choice to make Pym kind of an elder statesman right. in the Marvel Universe, somebody that's been working behind the scenes right. that you don't know about. Yeah, you never hear about him in any of the other franchises, yeah. but they, they kind of go into why you never would have heard about it. Yeah, and because it boils down to the simple fact of not easy to see an ant. Yeah, he's a tiny little guy. <laughs> so, but he is dry, he is sarcastic, yeah. he is wounded, yeah. he is, you know, Michael Douglas has won an Oscar for his work. He shows some of the skill there. Yep. It brings perhaps a little more depth to the character than was actually on the written page. Maybe. You know, not that I'm saying that the character was poorly written, but I, I believe he definitely added to it. And he has a great father-daughter vibe going on with Evangeline Lilly from right. Lost as his daughter Hope. And that. And uh, if you see any of the trailers, you'll know that Hope is not the happiest person on the face of the planet. Yep. And Lily takes that and she really runs with it. <laughs> and goes and I absolutely have to unfortunately although I recognize a few of them I can't think of their names offhand I'll oh, have to go the, on to the IMDb supporting cl- the but the cast? supporting cast yeah. uh, basically uh, the only one that uh, I really recognize and know the name of was Judy Greer as Scott's ex-wife right and that and I love her um She's been a number of things I've, re- I've really enjoyed. She always plays like a quirky, strange. Yeah, she usually do- she usually does the quirky, strange. And not on this friend. one though. No, she's a lot more of the straight person. Yeah. For this and everything, and uh, but Scott's uh, comrades in arms, shall we say, his crew. Right. Very funny guys. They're good, but it's his best friend who really sells it. Anytime he tells a story, he goes into like totally irrelevant details that have no part in the actual important part of the story, and yet he spends so much time concentrating on it. It's very funny, and his delivery is incredible. Anyone who's listened to this podcast on a regular basis knows that any one of us can go off on a complete tangent at any given moment. (laughs) This guy (laughs) tops everybody. Yeah, he's really funny in the movie. Yeah, he is is great. So, uh, but yeah, no, the movie is almost exactly two hours long. Yep, you don't miss a second of it. It flies. It just... It goes by extremely quickly, very well paced. Yep. Um, also, doesn't need to be said, but this is a Marvel film. Stick through to everything. Yeah. You will not regret it. Yeah, do not leave the theater until everything, until the lights basically come on and they push you out the door because they want to sweep up. Don't leave until the screen goes blank. Precisely. Precisely. But I really want to see a sequel. I definitely would. Def- I would definitely see a sequel. 
Yeah, I, um, it's already been announced. There are plans uh, to make use of the Ant-Man character in other films. Right. Um, we'll probably see him in Civil War. Yeah, I, I think it's been announced that uh, Rudd is signed for uh, Captain America 3, also okay. known as Captain America Civil War. So, but the thing is, is that I want the spotlight back on this yeah, guy for sure. again. I want the spotlight on him and on the supporting cast. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope they make a return in the it, next movie. It is more of an ensemble than I expected sure. really going in. Uh, basically, the uh, father-daughter combination of Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne mm-hmm. are in everything. There's very little that they do not take part in in this right. film once they actually make their appearances. Right. And I want to see them back. Yeah. And if they can uh, fit in Scott's crew doing something else... Oh, they have to. More power to they, them. They have to find a way. Yeah. Because those, those guys totally... Like, I mean, it's not like they were important parts of the movie or anything, but any scene they were in, they were very vested in it, and they, they did an excellent job. Yeah. But, so, yeah... So that's Ant-Man. I mean, we, I, I would love to talk about more. I would love right. to go into, but we'd go into the details. several laugh-out-loud moments, <laughs> the moments where the entire theater basically cheered. Yeah. Um, and there were several. Yep. Uh, Dev, I think you agree with me. We both want to see it again simply because there were so many moments where the laughter or the cheering got so loud that you actually missed things. Quite possibly. I mean, I missed parts of dialogue. Uh, I was saying to Dev in the theater, I want to go like on a Wednesday afternoon showing mm-hmm. when there's absolutely nobody around. Right. Maybe two weeks from now or something. Right. If I can wait that long. Uh... <laughs> I want to take my wife to this film, and although she's grown to accept and even enjoy my comic book movie fetish uh, <laughs> and stuff like that, like uh, Jen watches Agents of Shield with me. Sure. She likes it. She likes The Flash. She likes Arrow. Good. Mostly when Stephen Amell is doing Salmon Ladder shirtless, but you know, hey, a lot of the female fans enjoy that sort of thing. I can't blame her, but. Uh, but I really think that despite that she hasn't seen very many of the Marvel films, right. that she would really enjoy this movie. Yeah, I, one, one thing you mentioned is when we were talking, just coming out of the theater, this is one of those movies where you don't have to have any information about the background to be able to enjoy it. They, they go into details and you meet people who, if you know who they are, you'll get more out of it. But... A person walking into a movie, into a, into this movie, never having seen or even touched a comic book before, can get something out of it. Can get so much enjoyment out of it, yeah. and not be missing too yeah. much. You can be brand new to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. come into this movie, yeah. and it will work. Like, forget the cinematic universe, though. You can be a brand new person to comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like, say you've never even opened a comic book in your life. But you just want to see a fun action movie, where which is kind of a heist movie, kind of a um, a buddy movie, kind of a it's it's got a, a little bit of everything. 
Yeah. The only thing that doesn't have is courtroom drama. <laughs> That's the only genre I think they don't touch upon. Well, let's be fair. It doesn't exactly have a lot of police procedural in there either. Yeah, but, but there's, there's... There are police in there. Right. You know, that's not a not a huge spoiler, I don't and, think. And there's, there are some police in there. And, and scientific but, procedural as well, but yeah. not necessarily per- police. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But still, other than that, so it's if you like Law & Order, you may not get anything out of this, but it's still a really fun movie. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know how much more we can talk about it without just no, sounding like raving really. lunatics so, or going into spoilers. Just for the just for the enjoyment of the listeners, I will have to relate one little anecdote. There was actually a preview in front of the movie. Yes, um, because of the fact that Disney owns both Marvel and Lucasfilm, they aired the current. Uh, Star Wars trailer, yep. uh, the one that's been out for a couple of months now. Yep. I gotta say, it was impressive in 3D. My friend Devram here, I admire <laughs> his dedication. He yep. left the theater I did. as soon as the Lucasfilm logo popped up on yep, the screen. Like, I gotta go. I'll be outside. Yep. Let, me, let me know when it's over. Yeah. So I ran. I went out and got him. Uh, as far as a fan event mm-hmm. goes, uh, not bad. Yeah, yeah, they, know, they, they put uh, out a decent, uh, decent bit of crowd work. Decent bit of crowd work and stuff. Um, I don't even remember the sponsors, though. It was basically Bell Media. Bell okay. Media was the main sponsors. They're radio stations in town, so New Country 94, right, right. not really my thing. Yeah, my not um, Magic 100, uh, TSN 1200, right. you know, CTV, that sort of thing. Uh, the way we got here was from another Bell Media subsidiary, the Space Channel. Right. That's the contest that I won to get the two free passes and that. And they had a couple of prize packs. Uh, interestingly enough, both prize packs were decided by a game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. And that, uh, the second one was a... Oh, uh, Sorry. One prize pack was decided by Rock, Paper, Scissors, and then they announced that to make it up to the folks who were down front, because right. they did manage to pretty much pack the theater, yeah. that uh, the Marvel rep was giving away VIP passes to Star The Force Wars. Awakens yep. for December. And <laughs> this is totally it was funny. A two, it, it was a two-part question yeah. <laughs> uh, that they went with. They basically asked... What was the thing about lightsabers in the pre- in the pre in the prequel trilogy that was unique to the Star Wars universe? And a guy jumped up and said, "Purple." Then they gave a follow-up question: Whose lightsaber was it? Right. And the guy didn't know. Right. He had no clue. So Everyone's- a kid, <laughs> a kid jumped up and basically said Mace Windu. And, and this kid wasn't even born when Mace Windu was introduced to the uh, universe. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, this kid was like, what, 12 at the most? Oh, it was like 9 <laughs> 10. Yeah, so they decided to go back to rock, paper, scissors, yep. <laughs> and every, everyone in the crowd was basically yelling, let the kid have it. Yeah. The kid won. Yeah, he won. Yeah, the and, kid and won fair and square. It was very satisfying. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so go figure. A crowd out to a superhero movie enjoyed seeing the underdog win. <laughs> so, you know, there was there was that. Uh, they did they did a decent job of that. I'd be really curious. Uh, it's one of the things that was popping through my head when all this was going on. They had a rep from Marvel here. Yeah. Where did they bring him in from? I, w- I would expect Toronto. 
maybe Montreal. I doubt Marvel has a rep on staff no, not in at all. Ottawa. No, no, it, it, it'll probably be Toronto. Yeah, you know. Uh, I was also, they had a big, uh, s- you know, static image of Ant-Man encouraging mm. folks to tweet and blog and everything about it. I didn't know that Marvel had a Canada-specific Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, that was new I, to me. I don't remember what it was, though. It was Marvel something. At Marvel Can- CA, I believe it is. No, no, no. It was Marvel something CA. Might have been underscore. No, no. There was, there was, there was something else after Marvel. Well, I'll anyway, search it out when we yeah, get home. Yeah. But th- there's actually a Canada-specific Marvel Twitter account. Anyway, I, I don't know. I'll be I'll be tweeting them from the out of the basement podcast account to say thank you for uh, thank you for showing us this movie. It was yeah. worth every minute. Yeah. So now, really, as I said, the only question in my mind is when am I going to go see this again? Uh, you know, definitely. I, I, I have to, I have to say, I think. Tops Avengers, Age of Ultron for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Age of Age of Ultron was a good movie. There were definite flaws into it, and I think one of the one of the parts of the movie that I that I liked least was just how many individual characters there are in the Avengers, and they kind of pulled the movie in too many directions for no reason. Like everyone needed to have almost like a B plot, and. It, it, there was it was just too much, so it was it was too busy a movie, yeah. and then they had portions where they're trying to tie into other movies, which were unnecessary. Like the the whole thing they did with the guy who ends up becoming the Claw, I think Claw, yeah, Claw, uh-huh. um, in in Wakanda. Were they in yeah. Wakanda, or they were just talking about Wakanda? Anyway, all that stuff was unnecessary and could be cut out without a loss of the movie. Yeah. Uh- Whereas this was the, the compact. Thing with, the thing with Claw, I didn't mind terribly much because one of the, one of the things with Ultron himself mm-hmm. is adamantium. Right. Always has been. Unfortunately, Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have the rights to adamantium. Right. Because Fox has the rights to Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And adamantium is a big part of the Wolverine Mythos, or just X Men in general, because so, they, they use it for all the. Um, yeah. the so X. for for example, Cap's shield mm-hmm. is pure vibranium in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. In in the comics, it's actually the inspiration for adamantium. Adamantium doesn't have anything to do with Cap's shield. Okay. But uh, it's a mix of vibranium and iron. Okay. And the guy who accidentally created that kept trying and trying and eventually came up with adamantium. Okay. But anyway... Um, Wait, so, does that mean then that Wolverine's claws could go through the shield? Uh, no. That's the thing. Cap's shield is tougher It's indestructible, adamantium. right? Okay, I see. Uh, it's one of the few things on Earth that is. And also one of the few things from Earth that is. Right. For example, Wolverine's claws can't cut Thor's hammer. Right. Uru is tougher than adamantium. Right. But Uru is uh, alien in origin. Right. But but, but yeah. it also so, couldn't destroy uh, Cap's shield. They had that no. thing where where they came together in uh, exactly. Thor two was it? No, no, exactly. uh, Avengers. Which means Avengers. Yeah. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, vibranium mm-hmm. is the toughest metal there is. Right. And so since you can't have Ultron creating an adamantium body for right. himself, he goes after vibranium. Right, it makes sense. And 
if you're going to be dealing with vibranium, it makes sense to reference the Black Panther and Wakanda somehow. Right. So having at least his claw, who in the comic books basically was introduced as a as an antimantium thief, right. be the source for it. It makes it sense. makes a little more sense. What didn't work for me was. Thor gets yanked off to the middle of nowhere and gets a vision of Ragnarok. Right. That was... I mean, like, the claw stuff was a little forced. That? That was like, you know, I have this four-inch square pig. I have a two-inch round hole. Bam, 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 bam. Let's get that in there. That made... I, I don't really, I don't really know the point. I mean, that could have been... You know, a five-minute thing at the start of Thor Ragnarok. Really? No, I think the whole point of it was that it's letting you know that there's another movie coming, another Thor movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, I know, but Ragnarok. it wasn't needed. I know. I mean, a Thor movie doesn't need the publicity. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people are going to realize, oh, Thor, yeah, the Hammer guy who was in Avengers. Right. Oh, he has another movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The last movie what didn't do that well, or didn't do as it well did, as the first one did. It did fine. You know, I, I mean, it was still a success. Yeah. You know, so there hasn't been a Marvel failure yet. No. All, Although, all, oh wait, no, all of them, no, all the movies that didn't do so well right, were, the, were before Marvel Studios started operating. Right. Since Marvel Studios did Iron Man in 2008, mm-hmm. they have not yet had a flop. Not all of them have been as successful sure. as their predecessors. Or as good. Or as good, Iron Man 2. Which I enjoyed. I'm actually okay with Iron I, Man 2. No, I enjoyed it, but was it as good as the original? Was it as good as Iron Man 3? No. Uh, I actually it's, prefer 2 to 3. Really? I think so. I think 3 is the weakest out of all of them. Uh, okay. I, I would disagree personally. Sure. But, you know, uh, hey, For, that's for the, me, Thor 2 was nowhere near as good as the first Thor. True. True. I'd agree with that. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But and I watched it again. As, you know, it wasn't as good as the first one. But, uh, you know, Mar- Marvel Studios has this amazing yeah. track record. And this is two years in a row that they've gambled. Yeah. And I really think that when the weekend box office comes in... Oh, it's going to be huge. That it's they're going huge. to win. You know, that, that, that the winning streak is not going to end with Ant-Man. But, I mean, you know, if you're not into the comics... The concepts on the face of it look ridiculous. Right. I mean, we talked a year ago about when Guardians was coming out. Right. And it was like, you know, look at this concept. And this is going to be Marvel's big temple summer movie. Right. So so last year was Guardians. And, okay, I'm talking about just my favorite movie of of all for the entirety of last year is a toss-up between Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the second Cap movie, the Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Both really, really strong movies, and I didn't see anything else that year that was as memorable as those two movies. Yeah. For myself, uh, it was Winter Soldier, definitely. But I still really? above I, Guardians. Yes, I still love wow. Guardians. But the thing with the thing with uh, Winter Soldier was it was a really compelling use of Captain America as yeah, a character, absolutely. and you don't get to see that terribly often and it also provided an awful lot of uh, spotlight time 
for Scarlett Johansson as the sure. Black Widow, and she killed it. Yeah. Uh, the one weakness, I think, of the fact that Marvel has planned so things so far out in advance and how everything's going to fit together and all this stuff is that it's made it impossible for them to work with Johansson and actually put together a Black Widow film. Right. I really think she could carry one. Oh, absolutely. She you could. Know? She's a or, very strong actress. Or alternatively, if you want to throw in something else, give Jeremy Renner some more work. Do a throw Hawkeye in there. I think he'd work well with her. I think we, but, had, we had too much Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. Well, I didn't mind that too much because this is a guy who doesn't have his own film. If you're right. going to do character development, do it with the characters that don't have their own movies sure. for the development. You had to do some with Tony Stark simply because, well... He's done. Well, almost. And he's created Ultron. Right. So that's the arc there entirely that uh, Tony Stark has gone too far. Yeah, once again. You know. It's like but, every time he tries to do something good for humanity, something bad comes out of it. Yes, but after that where was the development it was Black Widow yeah. it was Hawkeye it was to a lesser amount uh, Scarlet Witch right Quicksilver didn't really get a lot of development in that film yeah but he also they also killed him off which is exactly but, sad you know even during the time he was there he didn't get a lot of development is all I'm saying mm -hmm. Scarlet Witch was only in that film as well and it was during the fight that right. she got the most development that she got the whole film. Right. You know, which was also probably the best stuff by Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye yeah. in both Avengers movies. Yeah, I was can see that. him there talking with the Scarlet Witch. But, uh, but yeah, so... Okay, let's take a different slant altogether. But still, Winter Soldier, definitely my favorite movie from last year, but Guardians was... Excellent. I need to see it again sometime. I haven't seen it again since. Oh, seriously? I've only seen, seen it the once. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, I've, I've only seen, seen Winter Soldier the once. I have uh, I have Winter Soldier on my iPad and I watch it all the time. Yeah. Like It's my go-to movie in case I've got, you know, 40 minutes to kill and I don't feel like watching one of the Star Wars yeah. movies. Well, I, I'll I go keep, to that. I keep meaning to pick it up. I'm behind on buying the Marvel Universe sure. movies. But because first, they put out so many every year. <laughs> well, it's only two. It's just the it's, cumulative that's, effect. That's, it's gonna, it's the it's cumulative gonna, effect. That's going to increase. There's uh, four, I think, uh, movies coming out in 2016. Four? I think there's... there's I thought the max was three. Uh, it, might, it might be three. You I think the max right. is three. But still, a lot of movies. But, uh, for example, on my little playbook, mm -hmm. I've got Captain America, First Avenger, right. and, and Thor. Okay. They're just on the playbook. I've had them for traveling and stuff. And yeah, exactly. Watch them and everything like that. Uh, but I, I am actually surprised that, that you didn't pick Guardians over uh, Winter Soldier, mainly because you are the only person I know who knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were before the movie was announced. True, <laughs> true. And I did, I, I did really enjoy it, uh, and I, it was it was a fun movie. Oh, but so much it, fun. But I think some, I actually some, prefer this movie to to, uh, to Guardians, even to Guardians. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Because this is this is more of a fun movie, less of a space opera. Yep. No, and... Uh, okay, it's not a space opera at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Surprisingly grounded for yeah. a Marvel film, really. There's a little more real-life sure. stuff in Ant-Man than we've seen in, like, I kind of regret 
one of the things that got cut from Captain America the Winter Soldier was some stuff dealing a little more with Cap's difficulties in adjusting right. to life in like you know 2013 2014 right and that because uh, one of the things about the fact that the MCU is set in the present is that Captain America has been on ice a long right. time like 60 I'm, years I mean like they did a lot with his fish out of water stuff when they were doing the original run of the Avengers mm -hmm. and with that run he'd only been on ice for 20-25 years right now he's been on ice for like 55 years yeah so you know, that's... I mean, they did a little bit. I really enjoyed uh, the notebook in Captain America the yeah. Winter Soldier, where when he encountered something that he didn't know about but thought sounded interesting, he wrote it down to check right. it out later. <laughs> you know? And of course, being that he's still a guy from the 40s, mm -hmm. he has a notebook. Yeah, exactly. And he pulled out a pencil <laughs> right. and wrote it down. <laughs> you know, so... But... Uh, Really enjoying the Marvel, like uh, just the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. Um, have you seen any of the coverage from Comic Con that came out? Uh, no, I've stayed away from most of it. I did see the newest, the, the latest trailer for Superman versus Batman. Uh, that one I enjoyed. I saw the the leaked trailer for Suicide Squad. Um, there was something else. There was one other thing that I saw. But yeah, very little. Yeah. Well, I saw those trailers as well, and I'm hoping that uh, Warner Brothers is stepping up their game and that. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they've had some good success on the TV side of things. Definitely. Um, Arrow is quite enjoyable. The Flash season one was a blast. Still haven't seen it. Uh, well worth uh, checking out. Checking out. Oh, it's, like, it's on the list. On iTunes or whatever. Um, They've got uh, Supergirl coming up. Mm -hmm. She'll be off in her own little universe. Yeah, but, it's, it's uh, strange that they've they've chosen not to link her to the rest of their universe, which is which is all linked I, together. I understand it's, why. It's on a different channel. It, a, it's on a different channel. Although, believe it or not, uh, CBS owns the CW. Oh, do they really? Yep, they do. So, so they could still do a tie-in. Well, it's possible, but the main thing is is that it's difficult to remain a like true in any way, shape, or form to Supergirl's story from the comics without there being a Superman. Right. And you cannot integrate Superman into the Arrowverse. Right. It because he's more street level. Work. Yeah. It just doesn't well, work. Well, it's, it's the same with, uh, with integrating Avengers into the Defenders universe, which is why they've chosen to do Defenders on TV and they're doing yeah. Avengers in the cinematic universe. The thing is, that there though is, is that although they're off telling their own little stories, it is still the same universe. Okay. Um, Daredevil, I haven't seen it yet. I need to renew all, my Netflix subscription. Also, also on a list. <laughs> um, but as I understand it, Daredevil refers to the rebuilding of New York. Right. They don't reference what caused New York to get trashed. Right. But they do reference the rebuilding of New York, and there are other smaller references throughout it. Right. And you know, so I understand that just like Agents of Shield mm -hmm. or Agent Carter, right, all uh, LinkedIn, it's all LinkedIn together. But for example, with with DC, they have announced a Flash solo movie. It is really? not. It is not starring Grant Gust. Uh, okay, that's weird. 
Uh, it's a completely different flash. It's a completely different... Is it the flash that they're potentially going to be putting into the Justice League movie? Yes. Okay. Yep. So everything, everything's separate. Okay. If... If they put Green Arrow in there, it will not be Stephen Amell. Just, I think that's silly. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, I had that same thing actually when they went from Smallville to the Brandon, what's his name, Superman movie, and they chose not to use the guy from Smallville. Yeah. Like but, they were on at the same time. Smallville yeah, exactly. had just ended. There's no reason why they they couldn't have taken him as the new Superman. Yep. But you know. I'm not. They've just like DC has decided that the cinematic should be separate from the TV. Okay. As far as Supergirl goes, uh, one of the neat things about the Flash. May I spoil you? No. A slight bit? No, absolutely no. not. I want nothing. But if you if you think about the Flash, mm -hmm. you may see a way that things could potentially link up at some point in okay. the future, if you know the corporate masters are willing. Okay. What I don't understand is, does Greg Berlanti sleep at night? Because this guy has Arrow, he yep. has Flash, yep. and he now has Supergirl. Yep. As I understand it, yes, uh, he is developing Riverdale for Fox, the Archie TV oh, show. Oh, really? Really. They are doing a classic CW-type teen drama, except that it's Archie Andrews okay. and Friends. Okay. And that uh, I might take a look at it, but uh, I'll probably skip that. I'm, I might actually try to pick up an Archie comic for the first time in ages because they just relaunched it. Um, brand new Archie number one. Uh, Mark Wade, best known for writing The Flash for over 100 issues and a tremendous comic book writer. I recommend his superhero work highly. And uh, Fiona Staples, who is uh, one half of the creative team for the uh, current indie darling saga, which is also an incredible book. I managed to pick it up on a Humble Bundle, the uh, first 18 issues in PDF format. Okay. And excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, not for kids. <laughs> not for kids, uh, but well done. Gorgeous artwork. Uh, Staples is the artist. Okay. And uh, so they... They've redesigned the look of Archie, which is okay. quite something. It hasn't really changed much in 50 years. Yeah, it's one of the longer-running comic books. Well, it, it changed a little bit between, like, the 30s to the 50s. Okay. Um, if you look at Archie from the early, like, from the early 50s and stuff, uh, he has buck teeth. Not really? very, pro very prominent. It's a, it's a really weird look. <laughs> okay. But it's in the 60s or so that... If you pick up an Archie Digest today, mm -hmm. that's the look. Right. Not much has changed, but now completely changed. Right. On that. But, uh, but yeah. So I am, a, to jerk myself back to my original train of thought, <laughs> um, I am hoping Warner Brothers ups its game. Right. But some of the most amusing stuff from the Comic-Con coverage um, that I really enjoyed was... The Marvel ABC Network family mm -hmm. clowning around together. Um, basically, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast palling around with the cast from Agent Carter. Okay. And that. And uh, 
do yourselves a favor because it's actually pretty hilarious. Uh, look, do a Google search on uh, Marvel Dub Smash War, and it's basically uh, Haley Atwell from Agent Carter doing these Dub Smash clips trying to win against uh, Clark Gregg okay. and uh, the actress who plays Chloe on, on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and various other cast members and a few surprise guests and stuff pop up and everything like that. And it's obvious that all these folks just really like each other right? <laughs> and are just having a great time Good. just kidding around. So... Uh, so I personally no longer have any desire to go to Comic-Con at all. Really? It's just too nuts. Have you ever watched any of the coverage? I mean, like Oh, you're talking the one, the one in San Diego? Is, yeah. yeah. The, 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 I mean, like, the amount of people is completely insane. And, and really, the, the movie studios have taken over. Yep. There's a, the people who actually want to do the, the, the comic aspect yep. of it. They tend to go to the one that's in LA, I believe. That's that's New York Comic Con is also fairly, but it's the other side of the big. country. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but uh, those are less uh, movie industry, whereas San Diego tends to be totally about uh, Hollywood. But for example, the big stuff at San Diego is held in the Hall H. infamous or famous Hall H, yeah. which holds sixty five hundred people. Which is only a fraction of the number of people who are actually oh, there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like and less than 1%. so people end up camping out overnight in lineup mm-hmm. in a park nearby mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, I just I just can't see myself doing it. Nope. That. I think I'll, I'll just... It's bad enough back. when we have to wait in line for an hour here to get into the hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I think I'm going to try to get back to Ottawa Comic Con this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try it again this year as well. I, I skipped out on, or sorry, next year. I skipped out on this year's mainly because I was out of work at the time and just it was an expense that I just didn't make any sense to yep. to waste. Yep, I'm actually squirreling away a little bit every paycheck. Smart. That. So uh, I'm planning to go VIP next year just because I think. And the other advantage, why one of the main reasons I've decided to focus and go on next year, um, due to a quirk in the calendar, next year isn't Mother's Day oh, weekend. Oh, get out! Yep. Because it's always Mother's Day weekend. Yep, which was explained by the organizers. It's pretty much the only time they could consistently yeah. get the Ernst & Young Center. Right. But this year, because of a quirk of the calendar... Ne- next year. Yeah, sorry, this coming, this coming con... Mm-hmm. 2016, because of a quirk of the calendar, it's not Mother's Day weekend, which means I may be able to talk my wife into letting me actually go for all three days <laughs> without being murdered in my sleep. So, um, <laughs> do you know what weekend it is? Because I'm just hoping I'm, it's not the same weekend as Adepticon, which I'm going to again this year, next year. I'm not sure offhand. Is it, it up. before the day it used to be, or is it after the day it used to be? Well, it's it's the it's the same. Okay, it's but the it just, same weekend. But it's not Mother's but, Day weekend. Yeah, like. Okay. A, just because of how it goes, it's not Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day is the next weekend. Okay. False after that. So, you know, uh, might try to get press credentials again next year. Wasn't successful this year. Forgot about it again this year. You mentioned it 
uh, you reminded us, and I, there, were, there just wasn't enough time for me to get it together. I have an actual rejection letter. Oh, do you? Yep. Okay. Yep, got a rejection email. Basically said we can only accredit so many people. Right. Okay. Please feel please feel free to attend the con as a you know a regular right. participant. Right. And stuff. But uh, I may try. Maybe we'll submit earlier next time. Well, yeah. Like I plan to keep an eye on things closer. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I hadn't checked in a few weeks, and then all of a sudden it was like the deadline is right next Thursday. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll start like two months in advance or something. Yeah. I just got to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't open up as soon as possible, so I may I may try again. But I'm planning on having enough saved up to For a VIP, grab a VIP ticket, sure, and that just to be able to see as many of the presentations as possible. Sure. And that I'm also, I'm also hoping uh, one of the things I loved two years ago when I went and why I wanted to try to get the whole press credentials to begin with was that I actually got a chance to talk with a couple of the guests Mm -hmm. that were there for a few minutes each and Mm -hmm. stuff, and that was a blast. So even if I go as a participant, I'm going to try to do that again, should lineups prevent. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you're, you're talking like at the the signing booths? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like there was a few where it just wasn't busy, so I walked up and just chatted for a few minutes and stuff. So, hey, how's it going? Pretty much, pretty much. But, uh, but yeah. So, since this is an episode and we're still talking, <laughs> any, any anything in the hobby? What have you been up to? Oh, my God. I've done very little besides um, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, we released the last episode. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't finished listening to it yet. I've got him partway through it, but I haven't finished this one. Yeah, that was re- actually recorded two weeks before I released it, and I just didn't have time to get to it, and in the same vein, I really haven't had time to do anything else but that. Yeah. So I've basically just spent the last four weeks going through um, seasons 1 to 11 of CSI. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I I have it playing. It's it's mainly just background noise more than anything else. Yeah, I would think so because I can't I can't see binge watching CSI. <laughs> it's actually not that bad, but I have it on a second screen while I'm doing something else on my first screen, uh-huh. and it's just there to to provide additional entertainment. Yep. And so I pretty much been doing um, Marvel Heroes Hardcore, um, a bit of uh, Diablo. I've gotten back into Diablo because it's almost the end, of, or actually about halfway through their latest season and they're talking about the cool stuff that's upcoming in the next big patch that they have coming yeah. out. Yeah, I, th- it, I think I remember you mentioned that on the, on the uh, last Yeah, one, yeah, we, we talked you about just it. Want, you just want to be ready right. for, for the next patch. Yeah. Um, a, a fair bit of Fallout, um, a couple other video games. It, it's mainly been work, video games, sleep. Yeah. Or actually work, video games, and CSI at the same time. And then sleep. Yeah. But I finally finished with my, all my CSI watching. I've run through the 11 seasons that I currently own. And I've switched over now to the latest, or the third season of, uh, or sorry, fourth season of Lost Girl. Which is a okay. Canadian production about a succubus oh, and I, a fae. I, I, know, I know Lost Girl quite well. Great show. A lot of fun. Uh, and as outrageous as it is, because she's a, basically a sex demon. Um, well, she's not a demon, she's a fae. But... Uh, Despite the fact that it deals with sex, 60% of the, t- uh, the episode 
no nudity. It's so weird because it's yep. like a regular TV show made yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was the thing. I was a little bit surprised because I, I started with Lost Girl when it first came yeah. out. And it's on Showcase. It is a... It is... Showcase produced the show. Okay. And... Showcase hasn't been exactly shy no, about no. sex and nudity. No, not at all. In the past, but this show, a little bit shy, which is a little bit odd for. Now, they've toned down the sex as the show goes along. I've I've found. Have you? There's not there's I, not as much. Really. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't experienced but, that. Uh, it's been pretty hardcore. I mean, softcore, but still. Yeah, but. <laughs> It's a good show. It is it's a good show. well written. Um, Anna Silk, who plays the lead, she's very Bo, good, very, very, very good. And that, her, her best friend Kenzie, though, I think is my favorite character. Yes, in she the entire is, show, she's, she's adorable. Awesome. I follow her on Twitter. Really? She, yeah. Uh, actually, I, I follow uh, most of the cast on Twitter. Yeah, I do actually. Um, so. You've encountered Vex by now. Love Vex. Vex is the new voice for Assassin's Creed. Okay. Paul, Rogers, okay. Paul Roger Amos is the lead character, the lead male character's right. voice because the new Assassin's Creed has both a male and female lead okay. that you can choose between. Is that Unity or is it the one after Unity? Um, I believe it's after Unity. Okay. It's uh, Syndicate. Or something like that. It's, okay. It has to do with a game. I, I, I haven't gone past three. I, sorry. I haven't purchased past three. I haven't played past two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Cassinia Solo, who plays uh, Kenzie, mm-hmm. is on uh, an AMC show called Turn about the American <gasps> Revolution. Is she? I, yeah. I, I watched the first season, but I don't remember seeing her. I believe she's Benedict Arnold's wife. Get out. She's a little bit unrecognizable. I've seen the pictures. Okay. She looks nothing like Kenzie. Yeah. But, uh, but no, uh, excellent cast. The final season of Lost Girl is going to be starting up uh, this fall, I believe. Is that five or six? Uh, I think it's technically like 5.5. Okay. They did that thing where they shot a whole bunch of episodes for season five, and then they split them in half. Oh, yeah. I and that, that um, sci-fi really enjoys that because uh, it means they don't have to re-sign people. Right. So, you know, your show is normally 13 episodes. And then they do, they announce that they've upped the episode order for the for the last season on contract. Right. And, and they split they, into two. Then they split into two. And that, uh, they did the same thing with Rookie Blue. Actually, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. Rookie uh, cop procedural right. on Global. It's set in Toronto. Oh, yeah, 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 I have seen it. I've watched at least the first three seasons. Yep, so they, they just started. Show. I enjoy it. I, I, I like it. I like the fact that it's Canadian. Um, and I recognize most of the actors in it. Yeah, well, Missy Peregrine, who plays Annie McNally, mm-hmm. love her. Yeah. Um, mainly because you must have seen Reaper. Please tell me you've seen Reaper. I love Reaper. And that's where I know her from. You're right. Ray Wise, the best devil I have... Well, yeah. one of the best devils I've ever For seen. For sure. And that. Um, I'm mental blanking on... Although Pacino did a really good job, too. I'm mental blanking on the name of the actor. Um, I think it's John something. He played Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Glover. Yes. He was in a short-lived show called Brimstone, 
playing the devil. Okay. And he was an excellent devil. He was a really excellent devil. Different from Ray Wise, but still. And different from Pacino. Excellent is good. But yeah, so with Rookie Blue, they also did the same sort of thing. Okay. They just started, like, the new season airing it. The show wrapped last year. (laughs) Okay. You know, so. Oh, and I have to take the opportunity, speaking of Rookie Blue. have you ever seen Being Erica? I own all of Being Erica. Uh, anyways, for those who haven't heard of it, an excellent CBC show, of mm-hmm. all things. Yeah, true. Um, starring a tremendous actress named Erin Kerplock. Yeah. And that. And you're a Battlestar Galactica fan, I no. imagine? No? Not at all. No. Well, o- original, yes. The new abomination they created recently. Okay. Can't stand it. But you do watch Supernatural as I well. love Supernatural. Yeah. Well, um, there's an actor named Temo Pennicut. Who played one of the badass angels in the recent seasons. I okay. gave up on Supernatural a while ago because okay. it just got too depressing for me. Uh, <laughs> it is filled with a lot of angst. Yeah. So, uh, a while back, they did a short film called The Portal together. Okay. And the way that... You know, kind of like starting producers, all this stuff. And basically, what happened was uh, Carplock's agent gave her a call and said, Look, uh, Tamo's friends are putting together this short. They'd like to be a part of it. Okay. And so she agreed because the two actors go way back together. Okay. So they get on set, and after a day or so, Tamo goes to Aaron, So, how do you know these guys? She goes, I don't know these guys. You know these guys. <laughs> so, basically, these guys had the chutzpah to play the two off of each other and say, hey, her friends are doing this movie. Do you okay. want to do this? That's awesome. Hey, his friends are doing this movie. Do you want to do this? And so they got both of these people. That's it's called awesome. The Portal. Google it. Great little short film. But they, they enjoyed it so much that they signed on with these guys as producers and got some funding, did a Kickstarter. Okay. I supported it, turned it into a web series, eight episodes, roughly around six, seven minutes each, um, called The Riffle Chronicles. It just wow. dropped on CBC Punchline and YouTube. Okay. Uh, well worth watching. The basic gist of it is uh, Pennicut is a wizard who unexpectedly ends up on Earth. Okay. And isn't able to get home. <laughs> okay. And uh, Carpolk plays a journalist that he tries to convince to help him. Okay. Because he thinks she's nobility and possibly a wizard. <laughs> it's really great fish out of water stuff. Okay. Um, and it is funny. Okay. Um, Is it based on anything? Because Riffle no. sounds very familiar. No, you would think. It does sound familiar, but it's just more of a concept okay. than anything. Okay. It's been used in any number of like RPGs and stuff. But I just wanted to mention it. Uh, I haven't backed very many Kickstarters right. on that, but this one I was happy to. It's a lot of fun. And Pennicut plays it straight beautiful. Really? Yeah. Well, he, you know, he's a wizard. Right. And he has a, you know, it's a prestigious occupation. Right. He's used to a certain amount of respect in right. that. Right. He expects that. <laughs> and he's in a world which basically thinks he's completely insane. Right. Does he still have his powers? 
No, that's the problem. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Did he so, ever have his powers? Like, well, were, they, were the powers well, ever no. real? They they show him walking out of a rift. Okay. At the start of the very first episode. Okay. Fair enough. So the audience knows this guy's for real. Okay. Nobody else does. Oh, that that would be pretty good. Yeah, and it's only like you know half an hour of your time sure. for the whole thing. So I need to find some time to finish watching it. But uh, as far as other stuff, uh, right now. Our D&D three-and-a-half campaign is kind of on hiatus. Mm -hmm. We were going to get together tonight just to do board games and stuff like that, but for the second time in my memory, (laughs) I ended up winning tickets to a movie showing on the same night that we would normally game. Right. So here I am. Cancelled. For video games, I'm actually playing more video games than I used to, but I'm playing with my daughter. That's awesome. She's completely addicted to Disney Infinity. <laughs> and that. And it's really quite hilarious. Although she likes doing stuff like pick me up and throwing me off cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she's mastered it better than you have? Well, no, actually, I'm better than she is. Okay. But well, she's she still five. likes. Yeah, well, yeah, she's not even quite five. She right. doesn't her five for another six weeks. Right. <laughs> but no, she'll like, you know, characters can pick up other characters and throw them and so she'll throw me off a cliff or shoot me off a cliff or nice. whatever or uh, Disney Infinity um, a big thing about it is you can go into a builder mode kind of like Minecraft right. or whatever and so she'll do stuff like go into builder mode and make the ground vanish from beneath your feet <laughs> but she prefers more putting stuff down okay. and that. so that's a lot of fun I'm a little bit behind I've got some aspects of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I finished the main story, but there's a few side things I want sure. to finish off. I've done a little bit of the opening of Assassin's Creed Revelations because I have that. Which is the fourth one? That's yeah, it is the fourth one. It's the third of the Ezio trilogy. Right. And that. Um, and I got alerted to an unbelievable PlayStation Store sale a few weeks back. Mm. So for Five bucks. I picked up the Mass Effect trilogy. Nice. So good. I have the first two are good games. The third one's hit and miss, depending on uh, whether you like the the style of the game. Because like, they kind of change the way the game plays from the first two to the third. And if you're a fan of how the third game plays, then you'll really like it. But if you're like a, a big fan of how one and two are, third might be a bit off putting. Yeah. So I've got those three. I haven't even touched them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have. Uh, Bioware on my computer downstairs. I haven't even touched it. Uh, Wait, Bioshock? Bioshock. Bioshock. Wait, the the first... The first one. The first one? The The original. The original, which won, you know, most awards in existence. Uh, I haven't... I kind of got stuck on Diablo 2. I kept getting killed. And that's... Two two is a, a fun game, but yeah, you get to a certain point where you're either going up against things that are just way too powerful for you. But that's the only way you can actually progress. Or you're going up against stuff that's way too easy for you to defeat, and it takes you forever to actually gain experience. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of on, I have think you, it's, I think it's the last yet? stage where I'm kind of in hell. Right. But, uh, no, I haven't even tried, I haven't bothered to look, look for three. Three yet. is completely different. It, it, it plays somewhat similar, but the whole, the entire background is completely different. The the way you 
assign skills, the way the, the, the whole tree is gone. Like, it's such a, a massively different game than two. But it's still fun. Like, I, I enjoy the shit out of three. It becomes a little too repetitive at times, but whatever. It's, a, yeah. it's Diablo. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at in video games. Like, uh, I even have. Uh, there was a guy at work getting rid of some old games okay. that he didn't want anymore. So I have, uh, like, the Force Unleashed Star Wars game for PlayStation. I haven't really done anything with that. I've I'll... heard good things about it, but... It's I never, not bad. Never... I, I played it on the Wii. Yeah? Back in the days when I actually used to do console that, games. That could be interesting, because I imagine if you could actually swing the lightsaber, like, right. actually making the gesture... Right. That could that could probably add to the enjoyment a little bit. But, uh, it's, it's not a great game, though, is the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I want to play a Jedi game, I would go back to Jedi Academy. was probably the, maybe the, the best one they've made. Yeah. Or the one right before that, uh, Dark Forces 3, maybe? Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. The old Lucas games were the, the really good ones. But uh, in gaming news, uh, Rock Band is back. But it's only for the next gen consoles, right? Which so, neither of us yeah, have. I'm not. I'm not I have no interest there. in. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Rock Band, um, just two days ago, I dusted off my base for the first time in probably five years. Okay. And I, I'm thinking about finally sitting down and learning how to play this thing. Yeah, cool. Cool. I've always wanted to, and I kind of. I was starting to go down that route when we were still playing Rock Band, where uh, with Rock Band 3, they had gotten into, um, instead of using the, just the, the, the four triggers, they would gotten into, or five triggers, they would gotten into actually having to physically move your, at least go to the right um, area on the, 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 the fake guitar, but they'd also released the Fender Stratocaster version with the, the proper strings, which I eventually picked up maybe like a month before we stopped playing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was intending to start teaching myself on that using Rock Band first, but then we stopped. And then I picked up Rocksmith so that I could play with either that six-string guitar or with the, uh, the, the, the original bass that I had, because apparently you should be able to plug in any guitar into, uh, into the, using the regular um, yeah. uh, plug. Uh-huh into your computer using the USB port and it'll play it as if it were a uh, an app. Okay. And Rocksmith is supposed to teach you how to play. So, unfortunately, I only have it for the PlayStation and I haven't turned on my PlayStation in three years. Yeah, that's the reason why I asked to borrow a controller. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I I might try to pick it up for the PC because I still have the connector, like the the cord. I just don't have the actual disc for, uh, for the PC. Yeah. I've been playing a little bit. Uh, I've still got my keyboard mm-hmm. and that, and so I've been playing playing a little bit here here and there when I get when I get the chance. I was deeply disappointed to learn that uh, they weren't supporting the keyboard going forward. Really? For Rock Band Four. Yeah. That's interesting. They're not supporting the keyboard. They're not supporting Pro Mode for anything other than drums. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why do they? Why do they produce a $300 Fender Stratocaster if they're not if you can't use Pro Mode? Well, the thing is, is that nobody's willing to come quite out and say it. But the gist that's kind of coming out from uh, 
the folks from Harmonics mm -hmm. is that there were aspects of RB3 that was kind of foisted on them by MTV. Okay. It was pushed and was stuff that they would not have done themselves and everything. And the gist that they hint around at is that pro mode, with the exception of drums, mm -hmm. which they plan they planned for pro mode for drums right from the beginning. Okay. You can if you exported your rock band one songs, mm -hmm. everything was in there to have separate symbols okay. for for drums. Any drum song from any rock band release, mm -hmm. even like rock band A C D C or whatever, has all the info in there to be able to do the separate symbols thing, which is pro mode for drums. Right, okay. But, uh, but anyways, uh, so, unfortunately, because I love the keyboard, I really do. <laughs> yeah. I love it, I love it probably just as much as I love drums, and you know how much I love, I love the drums. You're always our drummer, that's true. That. So, anyways... If you do ever reach the point where you'd like to start playing with someone else again, mm -hmm. let me know. Okay. I'll dope myself up, and we'll give it a try. <laughs> okay. Or, or I could just bring my guitar over to your place and yeah, play Yeah, that's an option. That's an option. That would be cool. But, uh, but yeah, because I've, I've got a few few fun songs that are on DLC that you haven't seen, actually. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched it. Like, like I said, it's been a while since I even turned yeah. the, uh, the, the console on. Yeah, I tend to do a little more on the console simply because my main box is not running Windows. Right. <laughs> that would make it difficult to play Windows games. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do it. But it depends on the game. Sure. And the other thing is, is that I think my video card may be getting old on me. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had top of line video cards from four years ago, and they're old. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't do screaming with them. What I mean is that I'm not sure that the fan's quite working. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Anymore. Okay. So it's physically starting to break down. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, because uh, I've been, I, I have been playing a bit uh, Shadowrun Returns. Mm -hmm. Fun game. Fun game. Uh, thanks again for sharing your key. Oh, no Steam. worries. I had more than I needed, so yeah, no problem. Um, nice thing is is that it works great on Steam for Linux. Okay. So, um, did I tell you about the Shadowrun Hong Kong Kickstarter? I don't think so. Yeah. Anyways, there was a Kickstarter a few months back for Shadowrun Hong Kong. Oh, no way. I totally so, missed it. So, uh, the next the next step, um, this time around they're not supporting tablets. Okay. Uh, they did tablet stuff for uh, Shadowrun Return and Shadowrun Dragonfall mm -hmm. but uh, they're revamping how they do the Matrix and everything the Kickstarter blew up it was yeah. a huge success good. So they're a good company and the stuff they put out is really good it might take a bit longer than normal to deliver but it's worth it yeah so anyways uh, but my problem is that for whatever reason it keeps locking up on me okay. when when I'm playing it, so that's why I'm suspicious of my video card. Mm. And that, so, anyways, we'll look into that. But uh, I don't know if your system will take it, but maybe in about six months I'll be upgrading my system, uh, potentially just buying a brand new PC altogether or just doing part upgrades. Mm -hmm. And if I do, I might have extra video cards to get rid of. 
Okay, I'll give that a mind. But uh, if, yeah, even if they're four years old, I think they're newer than mine. I think mine's six. You, usually I give my, uh, my cast-offs to my dad, mm-hmm. just simply because... He likes doing gang stuff, but he's only in the country half the year, so he doesn't go out and buy like the, the top of the line stuff. So yeah. I do, and then I give him my old stuff. Well, that's the nice thing. Like the specs on my card can handle the games that I've got. Right. That's because the games I've got, with the exception of Shadow and Returns, are old. Right. And Shadow and Returns, well, it's not really the, a graphic intensive. It's not. Game. Yeah. The, yeah. It, the the needs are not terribly intensive for that game. <laughs> you know. But anyway, so I, I went to upgrade when the expansion for Diablo 3 came out, and I bought two video cards with the intention of replacing the two video cards that I have now that, I, that are run in SLI in parallel. But the cards that I picked up, and I didn't do enough research ahead of time, I found them cheap. They don't support SLI. Okay. So they were of no use to me. One card wasn't as powerful as the two I currently had, and if I had two, there'd be no use because you can't run them in parallel. Okay. So I ended up giving one of them to my dad, and then I ended up selling another one of them just onto Gigi, and it made like maybe seventy percent of the the money I spent on it back. So it wasn't the end of the world. Okay. Yeah, not the end of the world. Yeah. I but should. what I'm saying is, normally I would have I would give my upgrades to my dad, but in this case, since he has something that's slightly better than one of my cards anyway. Um, I might just find a home for the ones that I currently have. Cool. Cool. But yeah. We should probably call it a night. It's getting pretty it, late. It, it is. It is getting late. We both work in the morning yeah. and stuff. But still, you know, fun to talk about. Anyways, uh, you know, thanks for coming out, though. Oh, thank you for inviting me, man. This is a lot of fun. And once again, just probably the, the best movie to come out this year. Yeah. Go see it. Like, that's, I mean, like, uh, pay full price. It worth every it's penny. Worth, yeah, you know, it's, I'm seeing it's, it again for sure. It's worth it. Yeah, so am I. Don't don't know when, but definitely gonna try to see it while it's still in theater, while it's still in 3D. Yeah, and that and yeah, I'm. It's gonna be interesting watching the box office this weekend. I'm really pulling for this. I, I want. I think it's gonna blow up. I want this to succeed. Yeah, I really do because. Uh, yeah. No. Want some more of this. <laughs> want some more of this. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us for this uh, Ant-Man preview, uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.